This is firefighter Raphael Porriette reminding you that every day a portion of every Firehouse Subs purchase goes towards helping first responders. Try the new pastrami Reuben, loaded with hot pastrami, sweet and tangy slaw, and melted Swiss. For a limited time, get a medium pastrami Reuben for just $6.39. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time offer at participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase. Faithful, it is I, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge, and this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. It is video game week all week long here on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. On Monday, we did a little source material show on the Injustice comic based on the video game. On Tuesday, we reviewed Ready Player One with WTM, W2M host Sean Garmer, video game expert in his own right. And of course, Ready Player One is the adaptation of the novel of the story where a guy goes into a video game. Uh, a virtual space, if you will. And right along, right here on the Metal Hammer of Doom, we're keeping with the theme of the week. We are going to review... Power Glove. And of course, what are they famous for? They're famous for covers of video game music, especially their uh, first album, which we're going to review for you tonight here on our shoe, Metal Combat for the Mortal Man. I am not alone. I am joined by a gaggle of video game enthusiasts in their own right. First, let's get, let's get him on the show before he has to go on his hot, hot date. Because apparently that's a thing now. It, you know, we, uh, we have to share Robert Cooper with all the various vaginas of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the Metal Coop. He's not Mr. Lonely Hearts anymore. He's the heartbreak kid, Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir? I mean, I mean, yeah, I walk into the club and uh, girls look and be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 actually, that actually happened at the bar I was on my way to uh, that I came into last podcast sitting talking to one female friend a girl walks up to my other female friend looks at us too and gets she's too good for him 
Wow. And my and my friend that this was said to said he's my man, and she like went oh shit and walked off. Nice. I was like that actually hurt to hear, but thank you, Michelle. All right. Uh, so those um, the, those voices of disapproval and shock are of course the dynamic duo of the Source Material podcast themselves. First, he's the host of the Source Material podcast, the disapproving dad. Ladies and gentlemen, get off his lawn with his with that toilet paper. Toilets for butts, corgi butts. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Starcher, how do you do, sir? All right, real talk here for a second, gentlemen. Just oh, real talk. Oh shit. Get, you get, okay. Here we listen. go. Not. I, I know my child, my children are not listening to this podcast at, at their age right now. I don't think they know how to get to a podcast. My my four year old and eight year old boy, but. I, I just want to put this out there so I can get it off my chest. All right. Whichever one of them is dropping deuces in the bathroom and not flushing the toilet, <laughs> that shit needs to stop. Okay. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> pun absolutely fucking intended. I mean, my gosh. I go into the bathroom and I and it's like, okay, I, I, you know, all I got to do is take a piss or something. And I'll be damned if there ain't some, you know, toilet <laughs> monger staring me back in the face. Toilet paper yeah, laying the on the ground. Toilet paper is laying on the – not used toilet paper, thank goodness. But the toilet paper is – like the roll and everything has got like six yards of toilet paper off of it. And it's rolled into a corner. What the hell happened in here that we had to escape the bathroom so bad that we forgot to flush? Okay, it's not – just becoming an inconvenience it's a bad habit stop it well i mean the, the turds have eyes <laughs> oh <turds>. boy <laughs> coming to a theater near you <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen uh and our uh, becoming a frequent guest on the metal hammer of doom the fourth chair uh he don't call him the harumphy humph or he'll harumph at you ladies and gentlemen mr the, the host of the uh, screaming boy podcast Whenever he decides to get a show up there, finish editing, all that good stuff. <laughs> there it is. There's that sigh that I know and love. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who is sharpening up his, his shoe to kick me squan the nuts when he meets me. <laughs> Ronnie Adams of the <laughs> podcast. I'm glad that we have a name that you can so thoroughly abuse. <laughs> Always. I mean, you turn into Popeye every time you say the name of my podcast. Yeah, yep. I uh, I do enjoy a good gimmick. All right, let's let's round robin here before we get into our uh, material for the evening that we are set to review. Jesse, I know you can sympathize with this. Now, now, not all of it, but I mean, just what I'm going to tell you is the following: When I okay. learned a few years ago that my wife was pregnant with our second child. Uh, and that I was having a boy. I had Brock Lesnar dreams, okay? I had a dream that I would have a son who would be a super athlete. I don't know why I thought this based on how athletic I am, but let's let's move on. Um, but I thought I'd have a son who, as soon as he could walk, he would take to sports like a duck to water. And I'm not saying that he won't play sports. He's certainly I've certainly got him involved in them. You know, we played a little baseball yesterday. You know, I threw he got he got a bat and ball for Easter. And we and we spent some time in the yard kicking a soccer ball back and forth. He starts soccer this Saturday. 
uh, and then we switched over to, to a little baseball, and I, you know, he took a swing at at the ball. Now he wants to club the thing, um, you know, like like a caveman trying to find a yes, wife. Yeah, you know, but at least I got him to stand, you know, the right way and, and kind of swing at the ball appropriately. But uh, but it doesn't matter because we're having fun. We're bonding as father and son. But I but I long for the meathead jock athlete child. And and here's what I realized today that um my my son, you know what his favorite other than cars, you know what his favorite thing is video games. I don't know how this happened. I didn't push it on him. I I I really tried my best to try to keep it from him. But as I told you the story about the TV, like I got him a TV, I got him a um, an Amazon uh, Fire Stick, and the first thing he wanted to do was put games on the television. He got a Kindle for Christmas, you know, to watch YouTube videos or whatever, or read books, God forbid, and nope, video games. <laughs> so tonight, before we, you know, at about, at about 10 minutes to bedtime... Um, I said, why don't you come over here? Let's let's do a little, you know, settling down before bed. And now this this is my own fault, but it, it I do certain things sometimes that are you know, to try to get a handle on how my how my children think and and where they're going in this world. And here's what I discovered tonight: I had him sit and watch with me a handful of the honest game trailer videos. Since I know that he's starting to really like video games. Jesse, I'm not even kidding. Every frame of every one of these videos, he's like, I want that game. It was the same game, by the way. <laughs> but if the video were three minutes long, I heard three minutes of, I want that, 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 I want that. So maybe he'll play sports. Maybe he won't as he gets older. But I know one thing he's going to do, and one thing that's going to happen is I'm going to have to get this fucking kid a PlayStation. I already see that coming. I, I, I can put it off for as long as possible, but uh, do you feel my pain, Jesse? Oh, dude. Caleb turned eight years old, and I said, okay, we're going to get an Xbox One. And not only just for Caleb's fun and enjoyment, it was going to be mine as well. Uh, so I, you know, we pitched in and we said, here you go, buddy. This is for you. This is, uh, this is your your game, you can play, you know, but he's got to listen to us. Now, the good thing is, is that you can threaten to take it away from him and make him listen. All right? Yeah. I don't know if, if if you've reached that point in your Every parenting day. career. Every day. <laughs> Every day. You give him something new, and then you threaten to take it away from him, that becomes your life for, like, the next three years. Jonas lost his Kindle and the TV for an entire week, one day into there having the television. There it is. That is exactly right. One day? One day. <laughs> that sounds like my childhood right there. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, that's, that's, I, I, I couldn't even be angry at him. If I would, I'd be, that would be impressive. He, I mean, you had he was told clean up day. his, he was told clean up his room at his Nini's house. He refused to and threw a fit. I took the TV and the Kindle away for an entire week. There you go. Damn. Yeah. Now, the other, thing i would maybe uh, i don't i don't want to caution you because it's it's an enjoyable thing but because they will put a lot of use to it is introducing them to youtube now i don't know if he does a lot of the youtube stuff or not but caleb got into watching the stuff about the toys and then he got into watching the stuff about the video games and then all of a sudden i hear nothing i i shit you not for a week solid it was like i want v bucks i want v bucks now i know you don't know what that is mark radlich not a clue ronnie adams do you, 
Do you know what V bucks are? Do you spend? I don't know. Do you spend okay. it on strippers? This, this my friend. Yeah, an eight year old. Well, this is where video games get you nowadays. Things have changed so much that there's things uh, called microtransactions, where you pay a, just a tiny little bit to get something neat from the game, such as a neat outfit or a new weapon or something cool. That, uh, so he sees all these kids playing with all this extra shit, and now he wants he got V bucks for his birth or excuse me for his Easter present. We got which was basically ten bucks, and he used it to get something on the game. But it's a long uh, – what would be the good word for that, this? I mean it's just a long winding road of shit that you're just going to see every day, day in and day out. Now here's the thing. Okay, hang on. I just want you to know that five seconds into your explanation of V-Bucks, I had two thoughts. One, get a hammer, smash all the electronics in the house. <laughs> there you Dude, go. Two, was, go to a strip club you. and get real V-Bucks and spend it on real broads. That threat was used uh, a couple of days ago. We, Mindy was like, I was like, yesterday, Mindy goes, I will take a fucking hammer to that Xbox <laughs> if I hear one more thing. And my son has rage quits now. And I shouldn't say rage quits. It's not Ooh. quitting. It's not rage quits. It's more along the lines like he gets beat and you don't want to be in the same room with him because he is just – he absolutely explodes. But now we're talking – we're going back to a simpler age with what we're talking tonight. So I, you know, I, I will digress and, and let the the other boys get in here, but I, I can't wait to talk about some I'm of the games. This. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> my misery, and when it comes to that Xbox One, it's like you've never watched. A, what did you get when you were eight years old for for your birthday, Mark? I don't know. I don't. I remember um, when I was twelve or thirteen. I, my my birthday party was to go see No Holds Barred in the theater, and two of my friends got me the same Tone Loke tape. Nice. <laughs> well, if your parents were smart, they bought you something that you would play with outside. That's what I should have done. Yeah. Get out of my house and go do this. But instead, you have them por- uh, parked in front of a TV. I am putting but off think- buying a game system for as long as humanly fucking possible. No, based right, on... I'll talk to you next week. Huh? But I'll be talking to you next week, I'm sure. Yeah. And you'll be like, I got the game system. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, let's see how let's see how the TV goes. You know, um, my daughter. Real quick, and, and I tell you, like we'll see how the TV goes because my daughter has a tendency to constantly lose her Apple TV remote, and between oh, that remember. and the, between that and her glasses, I'm like, I I expect a lot out of my seven year old, and I expect her to not lose her glasses and not lose the remote control, and I keep telling her that if you can't find these things, you're not leaving your room till you do. Try cleaning it every once in a while. <laughs> Good thing my mom didn't make me do that as an adult. <laughs> so real quick, Ronnie and Rob in that order. Um, before I mean, we're 15 minutes into the show now, and uh, we need to start playing some music. But I just kind of want a little bit of your you know history of uh, video games here um, as we start to talk about Power Glove. You know, when did you start playing? You know, did, did, was it because I know my dad kind of got me into video games because he was a computer and video game guy. Um, you know, we had Pong. We had Pong in the house. We had an Atari. And eventually I got a Sega Genesis. Um, and I think at some point, I think I had the original PlayStation before I, you know, before I moved out of the house and finally gave up on a lot of this stuff. You, but, went, you went from Atari to Genesis? Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a step up. 
<laughs> um, so, Ronnie, give me your fifty words or less on your on the life and times of your video game uh, love and enjoyment. I remember um, really wanting a Nintendo, uh, the original Nintendo, and uh, it was a little bit expensive back then, so uh, I didn't get one for a while. Um, but when I did, then then began the craziness. Um, so, I gosh, I guess it was. When did Nintendo come out? Um, 1985. 85. So it was probably 86, 85, 86 when I got one. Um, because I remember sitting in the car. My mom's, you know, uh, she was a teacher. So she always, you know, we, we just rode with her to school. And um, and she goes, hey, y'all stay in here in the car, you know, back when you could leave your kids in the car. Um, and, not, <laughs> and, not, and not have them sheltered from you. Right. Um, and then uh, she said, stay in here, and, and I got to run into the grocery store real quick. And, um, I, or grocery store, into the uh, post office real quick. And so she ran into the post office, and I remember this guy, uh, this dad bringing out this box to his kids, and then they open it up, and they go, they're going nuts because it was a Nintendo. And I was like, oh. And I think that really spoke to my mom because I was horribly disappointed because I didn't have one. And she's like, all right, I guess, you know, go ahead and get him one. And I um, uh, played Mario and Duck Hunt for, like, ever um, because, you know, I uh, really didn't know what kind of games I wanted uh, being a young kid. And then, you know, we got into Zelda and... Um, Gosh, I played a lot of baseball games, uh, which were a lot of fun, and uh, just just about everything. You know, gosh, what what all? I mean, I can't even remember Um, that terrible Wolverine game, um, (laughs) X Men, uh, which wasn't very good either. Uh, But uh, but you know that it started with Nintendo. Then I graduated to uh, a sixty four or Super Nintendo. Then sixty four. And then I was switched from Nintendo to PlayStation 2. Um, and then, you know, to Xbox. Xbox One is what I have now and what I do enjoy. So I've been playing since, gosh. Now, do you, uh, do you Twitch? I do. I do on occasion. Uh, I lost the, uh, the... There's a little thing that goes on the bottom of your controller that you plug your headset into. At least I have that. And I lost it. My apartment ate it. Or my apartment, my my house ate it, and uh, the couch, and uh, so uh, I checked into buying one, and they are twenty five dollars for a little piece of plastic. Jeez. Um. So I said, with no. that and get a new controller. Right. So I said, I'm good. I'm good. I, I'll go without one. And uh, now that I have it, uh, found it again, um, I'm going to start twitching again. <laughs> which sounds really bad. <laughs> um, and uh, That's um, so I, I, I do, I do, twi- I do uh, play on Twitch. Uh, I started doing the uh, um, the fundraiser, uh, Extra Life, and um, so I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, and, you know, I, I've been playing for gosh for years. You know, uh, thirty years. Yeah, video games for thirty years. I remember playing that horrible uh, Friday the Thirteenth. You know, Nintendo game that nobody could win. Um, so, 
I know That's we got to get to music. Issue. There's so there's so many things I'd love to yeah, say about that. Yeah, this podcast is dangerously oh, becoming a streaming boy <laughs> podcast where we just talk about video games. Um, I mean, we could do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, Robert uh, Cooper. I know you got a hot date to get to, and we're v- rapidly running out of time. And I know there was a specific song you wanted to talk about, but you want to quick uh, tell us about your video gaming, and then we'll play the first track. Hell yeah! So. Uh... Funny thing, when I was like, gosh, I want to say about four, four or so, I, the first memory of me playing video games was going to my uh, well, new stepdad's house, and uh, he had had a Sega Genesis and playing like Sonic and Shikan and Hor- being absolutely dog shit at both. Uh, when I was, I think six or seven, I got an N64. I think I was seven. Yeah, I got an N64 for Christmas. And I almost didn't get it because I was in my parents' room watching TV on the floor when I put my hand under the bed and pulled out an N64. No. Uh, that was, nice. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, the funny thing was I was dog shit at video games as a kid, too. Like, I could only beat... Like, it took me a year to beat the first full golden eye on easy difficulty. Huh. It took me, like... Yeah, it took me, like, years to finally get through, like, the 10th level of Rogue Squadron. Like, yeah, I was just... I was just dookie at anything that required hand-eye coordination. <laughs> but, uh, and then, like, 2002, I, uh, my mom sent me to my room, and I went to use the bathroom when she was dragging an Xbox into her room. So that's the second game system in a row that I got my parents buying me. Uh, and the original Xbox was my shit, man. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Mech Assault, Ninja Gaiden Black. You know, it's a really underrated system, I feel. Like, yeah. granted, the PS2 is probably one of the best systems ever, even though I didn't really own one until uh, I got one for Christmas from my at my dad's house, but I was only there every two weeks. So I, I played all I played was Fire Pro Wrestling Returns for hours. You know, even though I it was had a, a good game to play, oh, so good. Have you played Fire Pro Wrestling World? Uh, and, uh, no. On the PC, yeah, it's on no, PC yeah. and coming out for PS4. It is awesome. It's it's fucking great. Anywho, so uh, from there, 2005, my parents actually stood in line to get me a Xbox 360. Oh, they man, got the that's last dedication. One. My, you'd never see my ass out there for Caleb, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, they only they waited, they waited like an hour, maybe, maybe an hour or two. That's still dedication. There wasn't any. It was 59 yeah, more minutes yeah. longer than I would have waited. <laughs> I don't yeah. wait and the funny, the DMV. <laughs> and the funny thing is they... Uh, they got the last one with the actual hard drive because I don't know if you guys remember there was one that had the hard drive and one that didn't. Yes. So, and I still have that 13 gigabyte hard drive. Damn it. Oh wow. So, oh yeah, yeah. Even though the original Xbox blew up five, uh, about five years in, which sucked, but it took me a whole year to buy another 360. I was stuck with an Xbox and an N64 in 2010, and it is impossible to find those systems games at that time of year. Time of year. That year actually. Yeah. So uh, anywho. Yeah, 360 was wonderful, but after it blew up, kind of lost. Microsoft really lost my support. Just in terms of uh, most of what most of their exclusives became multi-platform. Uh, I really wasn't pleased with the service from the 360, which them them increasing the warranty to five, uh, three years was really impressive. Yeah, from yeah. A, uh, it, it is when I think about it, but I was still kind of jaded and burnt. So uh, I bought a PS. Finally, got a PS4 from my actually it was supposed to be for graduation. But because my mom got me boots for Christmas for my birthday that didn't fit, uh, we just switched them. So I got a got a PS4 for my birthday and have just been playing hundred hour RPGs and not finishing them ever since. 
All right, let's get into. We could talk for hours about. I mean, as you guys are talking, a lot of stuff came to my head about my video gaming experience. But God, the the hours spent playing World of Warcraft. Um, oh Lord, <laughs> man! <laughs> oh, so you nerd! Let's get into our first uh, Power Glove track of the night. I've got so many screens open. Okay. Um, so this is uh, from the old Sonic the Hedgehog. This is So Sexy Robotnik. So that's a fun one to start off with. Uh, Robert Cooper, what did you think of... Were you a Sonic fan? Did you did you recognize the music? What are your thoughts here, sir? Uh, not. I'm not a huge Sonic fan. Uh, time played as an adult, I'm still pretty good at it. So I, I really like it. It was well done, but quite frankly, it really uh, bring a lot of sound for me. Real fun. Uh, I was still really young. Just really, I was in particular. Like, I'll say I did buy the, uh, one of those... Sega, Genesis bootleg sort of things. It was pretty neat playing Sonic and some uh, Shinobi. And oh, and some Golden Axe. Love Golden Axe. But oh, yeah, Golden never X. much of a Sega kid. Like, I was always um, Nintendo, Microsoft, and now, uh, now I'm much more for Sony. Which, you know, it's funny. All that time mentioning video games, I forgot I've been playing Pokemon like about 18 years at this point. Uh, soon to be wow. 10 years, actually. Because, yeah, I mean, I got a Pokey. I got the end of second grade, made always. My mom's like, you got you a, a Game Boy in the Pokemon game. I've never seen anything like the Pokemon Go craze when it happened. And I was, you know, I was a part of it. I remember when that dropped. People who never played Pokemon, such as me, were playing Pokemon, <laughs> playing Pokemon that day, uh, or that, at least that summer. And it was that franchise has been around for a very long time, but uh, and there are a lot of devoted fans to the Pokemon franchise. So uh, I don't, yeah, Coop, you're you're one of probably a handful of friends that I have through Facebook that you know that still play that game to this day. I never understood the draw. I mean, I know it was for kids, but I mean, even as a kid, I would have looked at it and said, "What? What? What?" You know, I mean, you got to catch them all, Ronnie Adams. You're imprisoning these animals and making them fight each other. Oh yeah, Ronnie Adams. Oh re- really? We're gonna go that route? That's really what we're doing here? I'm with Ronnie. Why would oh, you? Are you ins- my dad? I, I'm gonna go with Ronnie here. Why would you enslave these free animals for your for your enjoyment? That seems uh, cruel. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not enslaving them. Damn it! We're we're in a partnership. We're going to win the damn Pokemon. Do, do the animals right? give consent? Right. Are the animals... You make them live in a ball. 
Are the animals... Wait a minute. No, I think this is a legitimate question. Are the animals... Pikachu doesn't live in a ball. ...coherent enough yeah. and, uh, and uh, cognizant enough to give consent? Or are you taking advantage Some of an animal? Some of them animal? are. <laughs> Some of them are? Okay. Well... Some of them are. Okay. The rest and, of them? The rest of them? Not so much. I mean, what do you want me to fucking say? What are you, my, like I said, what are you, my dad? My dad, that's why I couldn't watch Pokemon at his house, because he's like, it's, it's the devil. <laughs> I don't think it's Now the we're devil. bringing religion into this. <laughs> I don't think Wait, it's the devil. I was like, every, I was like everything, everything's the devil to you, mama. Uh, okay, so just to give you guys a, a little... <laughs> So my Chrome just crashed, and I'm trying to bring YouTube back up again, and it's fighting me. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's okay. We're having a fun discussion regardless. Um, anyway, so yeah, I was actually a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I, don't, rec- I don't remember the music anymore, to be honest with you, but I, I absolutely remember the game. Um, I've definitely played a couple of iterations of it. Apparently, Sonic the Hedgehog is making a comeback. Uh, Jonas has it on his Kindle, and I've seen him play it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a great game released, I think, for the Switch. I want to say it was for the Switch. Is that that was? Uh, oh man, I cannot remember. It, it was a more. It was a recent iteration of Sonic that felt like a very great throwback to the 16-bit era, you know, of, of those games that we grew up on. I wish I could remember what it's called now, but uh, I know it's Sonic something. It's not Sonic Generations, I can tell you that much. It's not Sonic CD. It's whatever it was released for the Switch here not too long ago. But uh, anyway, for myself, I remember that day going to Hart's department store. I don't know if any of you guys remember that store. I went out of business, I think, in the uh, early 90s. But I had a here, and I my mom into let go there and get a Sega Genesis. It came, of course, standard Sonic 1. It was, it was actually with Sonic, Hedgehog, and I absolutely love that game. Uh, as for the music itself, it, a lot of the music has stayed fresh in my memory because I go back and I listen to... Uh, there's a, a great website I've shared with Ronnie and Josh uh, called ocremix.com where they go through uh, and they will remix game music uh, and, and there's a lot of great. It's all free. You can completely go onto uh, BitTorrent and download it. Uh, they have over. I, I I know at one point, and this was a few years back. There's over five thousand remixes of songs. Uh, so anyway, so a lot of that stuff stays fresh for me. So yeah, I recognize this as uh, a Sonic song right off the bat. Uh, and as for Power Love, put her spin on it. I just say I love it. They have a great making a video game song. Uh, that you get tall over the place. So it's a lot on the listen to. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, I think everything's rolling again. I forgot to get the page up. Uh, go ahead and uh, blaze the trail forward here. Our next track, this is a familiar icon of the video game world. This hour of state on Super Mario Brothers and Mario World. Mario Mina. <laughs>
Oh my god, Mario... <laughs> the Mario Brothers games really used to give me fits. Oh boy. <laughs> were, you, were you a rage quitter, sir, before rage quitting was a trend? Gosh, um... I mean, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> First I, off, okay, the, the the main question is, have you ever broke a Nintendo controller because of a video game? Okay, like I said, I had a Sega Genesis, some of my friends had Super Nintendos or N64s or whatever, um, and I had the original, uh, I had the first PlayStation. I'm pretty sure I threw, I threw the controllers around. I, I, <laughs> I have vague, I definitely have vague memories of slamming, excuse me, of slamming the controllers and again, I, my son's got a temper, um, you know, and he already is, is showing signs of like one of those kids who can't lose gracefully. Like he could win a hundred times in a row, lo- lose one time, uh, you know, and it's, it's like, I never win. Holy cow, dude. You just won a hundred times in a row. Stop it. So I don't ever. <laughs> I'm so afraid, Jesse. Get ready. It's coming, <laughs> sir. I cannot wait to hear the stories. Uh, he, wait. he, I haven't seen him slam the Kindle down, but he did throw his mother's oh. iPad once, and Dude. I think that's how he lost it for a, like there was one of those times where he, where he lost it for like a couple of days, you if not a week. You gotta squash that shit quick. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That, you know, wow. Say, I want to, I want to throw it to Ronnie. Ronnie, did did you ever break a controller in your Never life? Threw a controller. Ever, okay. Until. Uh oh. I, I I never did. I, I will I'll, I will say that I've never thrown a controller. Um, it, it, even when I got angry enough to, I played Mortal Kombat X, and that that's game. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's how it's, it's it's a terrible game. I mean, everybody's gonna be like, <laughs> "Why? Because you can't win? What are you yes. talking about? <laughs> it's impossible to win. Oh, it's a game's fault. Okay, it is. But no. Um, no, it, it's it's it is a hard game, and I got so angry at myself because I I grew up on Mortal Kombat. I played it all the time, you know, and I couldn't I couldn't win. And I reared back and I just launched controller and I said, "I'm a man. Don't do it. I don't have to replace it." So I got up, I took the game out of the Xbox and went and then traded it in. So oh, wow. I I've done that better than that. I have I, I have definitely a high end against the machine moment for myself, and. Let me let me just say before everyone everyone's gonna hear this and be like, "Wow, dude, I fear for your children and your family." Know this: I got biffed today at work. Do you know what a biff is? Do you remember in junior high? I mean, I know this was big among um, among us kids, and when I was in junior, high, I don't know if it was still a thing, but you know, where you basically take the palm of your hand and bash someone in the forehead. Oh, uh, I've, I've done that. I've, I've been in the recipient of that before. Okay, that is biff, that is but... grounds for murder. Somebody's getting their ass whipped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, that, yeah, well, like I said, junior high, high school, if you got biffed, there was a fight happening. But when you're 42 years old in the middle of a workplace and you've got a family to feed and somebody thought it would be funny to biff you, uh, that's what happened to me today. We had, we had, we had one of our uh, nurse practitioners who was making a joke about airborne STDs. And I oh. joked. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I joked back with him, and he thought. You know, and he thought to play around with me and be fun with me, he would go, "Oh, you've got a little gonorrhea on your head," and fucking biffed me in the forehead. And I remember. Oh. 
Dude, I work in a jail. This is not not. Oh. It's not a good look if you beat the fuck out of somebody in the middle of the jail and you're the employee. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So I came very close to fucking throwing this guy a massive beating, and I had to grip a hold of my uh, uh, of the chair that I was sitting in and just go, "Do not get yourself arrested. Do not get yourself arrested. You have a wife and kids. You have a wife and kids." And over over you know a the period fact of time, you were saying this out loud scared the guy to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, by that point he had walked away. Um, he he had had his fun and he had left. Um, but and, and the other and the person and the other person in the room didn't even notice that it happened. So again, I would have. So what, so here's the thing: he didn't know what he did wrong, and nobody else saw it. So all that would have been seen was me killing this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so again, as much as I can tell a fun story and joke about my temper, I do know when to control myself. I just didn't in this one particular instance. I was doing something on my laptop. It wasn't porn, Ronnie Adams. Don't even, don't, you know. I wasn't, why is, <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. Um, I was, like, doing editing or something. I was trying to, I was trying to do something, like, constructive uh, on the computer, and nothing was working, and it was one of those, as we like to call them in this house, Donald at the window moments. I couldn't get anything to work, and I could just feel the rage, you know, uh, uh, building up, and you know, like I tried something one more time, and it didn't work. Then, and I just my fist came up and smashed down, and I tented the laptop. Oh, oh wow! Jeez. At which point, when my wife I've done saw, that, yeah, my wife saw me put a dent in a you know in an expensive Mac you know MacBook. She was like, "Whatever it is you're doing, stop. <laughs> go, <laughs> go do something else, preferably with fresh air." <laughs> Please. Please so there, there's my there's my best rage quitting moment. Uh, you Coop. Know, rage Coop, quitting. You gotta please. have one. Oh, uh, I have a poster on a crack in my wall because I lost at Need for Speed and <laughs> kicked it the wall, but I hit a stud. Oh, oh dude! <laughs> That's how you break a foot. I I was playing a separate Need for Speed game on the Xbox 360, got pissed off, and twisted the control stick around, thus breaking the controller. <laughs> mm. You feel like I such got an pissed idiot. off at a wrestling game once, hit my laptop, and broke the screen. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, nobody believes me when I say I get pissed off. So I have a temper sometimes. Yeah, and I have, uh, thrown many a controller <laughs> just because yeah I mean it's because the game was cheating obviously oh the best is the best is when I owned a Wii for a little while after I got married uh, and, and the best is when you get mad at that and throw your <laughs> throw your Wii stick that's attached <laughs> to your arm by no, no, no it isn't <laughs> I, oh my goodness sure they suggested using the strap but straps are for straps are uh, for yeah. homos what is this what is this about this is never gonna leave my hand until yeah. I throw it yeah until I fucking wing it across the apartment <laughs> uh, I think my best rage quits I, they weren't rage quits it was more along the lines of I got so aggravated with a game happened in college because usually in college you had an audience and if something went wrong, you were able to get up and at least express your rage where somebody else could see you. Uh, and there are plenty of times I, I lost on WWF No Mercy or fucking Mario Kart 64. But some of the craziest shit had to have happened when I was playing. My buddy Joel 
at some uh, Deion Sanders primetime football for the Sega Genesis. Nice. And I, I, we just, I didn't really do anything like to damage any controller. We just did stupid shit after we lost or after, after one of us lost. I, I think I remember taking the Genesis controller, putting it down on my crotch and just yelling, Crescent Dick, Crescent Dick. I have no idea why. I was what? upset. <laughs> and. <laughs> You're not allowed to ever play my video games. <laughs> and then, and then uh, we were playing NASCAR for the PlayStation. And I don't know which iteration of NASCAR it was. It had to have been an earlier one. But in the middle of the game, you could wreck the car. But for some reason, the yellow flag would never be thrown. Uh, they would never mm-hmm. slow down anything. And the cars just kept going. And I remember we raced and raced till the very like last lap. And I got spun out. And I'm like, there has to be a caution. No, he ends up hitting me and then winning the game somehow. Uh, and I got up damn from the, I got up from the damn chair, grabbed my clothes basket, was full of dirty clothes. I emptied it out and I proceeded up and down the dorm hallway, yelling. Just I, I was just yelling at the top of my lungs at how upset I was at the fact that you could continue to race while cars were on their hoods in this game. <laughs> Which is the most illogical thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So now you, you sound like every basement in Alabama on a Sunday <laughs> in the middle of April. <laughs> so one last rage quick thing, and then we'll move on to our uh, next track here. Um, so my friends were all my friends in high school were all big into Mario Kart, and it was just long stretches into the night of uh, of Mario Kart racing, and I, it's just I'm just not good at those kinds of games. I mean. I I don't for whatever the reasons are like my processing my internal processing ability and my hand eye coordination are never good enough to be really good at any of these games to be quite honest with you I mean there's a reason why for a while all I would play was the Lego puzzle games you know like the the, the you know, Lego Avengers or Lego Batman or shit like that that was about my speed. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I would just sit among these kids that the, all they did was play Mario Kart, and they were all awesome. And me, I was driving off the road half the time like I was drunk. Um, and then I would get drunk because I was like, all right, I'm no good at this. I'm going to go do something else, and I would go drink. But um, I, uh, I, I I do remember I was I had such a bad night one night playing with all these guys. And th- this group of guys could be brutal <laughs> at times. Yep. And I remember having to leave the house. I actually just like I I didn't throw the controller. I was like I was just like I'm not having fun. I'm gonna get up and go for a walk. And I oh dude, it, the shit talking is what's the worst because yeah. if you're in a, that's where it gets you because yeah. they just you know you lose and it's you better be ready to take the shit talk because that's I, what's going to happen. My favorite thing is like Family Guy the, the, when they got an Xbox and it was like during the credits, but you know like Peter's Peter's playing. Um, What's the what's the war game we, that everyone plays where you uh, run around? Call of Duty. Call, Call yeah. Of Duty. He's playing Call of Duty, and he was you know, and he does something wrong, and it was like, "Nice shot, douche." He's like, "I'm not a douche. I knew that that, that was <laughs> that, that was." No, me. you're not. You're a douche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of douches, uh, let's play from something called Killer Instinct, which I am not familiar with. Let's, oh, what? Let's hear. Wow. Let's hear a track called "Fight On." Fight on. 
All right, guys, what'd you think of that one? That was wow. <laughs> um, if I, you know, if I wasn't prepared to fight, I was after that song. Oh, dude, right there. Killer Instinct, I will tell you right now, probably has one of the best soundtracks for yeah. a video game. And I'm, when I say soundtrack, I mean they came out with a CD of mm-hmm. the soundtrack back when that game was released for the Super Nintendo. And it is phenomenal uh, at top to bottom. I can remember to have shortly after I got a CD or a CD burner for my computer, I was going out looking for that. Uh, just trying to find it so I could make a copy of it. Um, Coop, you ever play any Killer Instinct? I, I never got to it. I've, I know it was released, I think, on Super Nintendo, which I never owned the system. And then I wasn't allowed to buy M-rated games until I could buy M-rated games myself. So, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, I never got to play it for uh, for the N64. Ronnie, your thoughts on Killer Instinct? Loved it. Um <laughs> It was one of those games that I tricked my parents into buying for me. <laughs> it was probably one of the... It definitely came out after Mortal Kombat, if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, but man, the arcade looked phenomenal. It was oh, yeah. great. And the soundtrack, we just heard, that was the Killer Instinct theme. They did a updated version of that soundtrack, and I think it's actually... Uh, they added a few more songs. Oh, it sounds... It, it just sounds great. Um, I, I do want to quickly, before I forget, I want to say that, uh, you know, after we heard Sonic and then Mario, that Power Glove is making a statement of who they put first in the console wars. Sonic came first, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or at least opened up this album, and then came Mario. Everybody better remember that. So what is Killer Instinct? I don't know this game. The fighting game. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a fighting game that it had more. Uh, I mean, I, I compared it to Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat seemed to have uh, it, it seemed more realistic. I guess you would say. Yeah. I mean, there were, Killer well, Instinct still had same this pretty much the same elements. It was more animated. I mean, like I, I just shared a picture online of Cinder, who was that was my go to guy because uh, I could back somebody in a corner and, and do the fireball all day long and and try to get those 27-hit combos or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, they they were, they were just seem more animated than what you saw on on the Mortal Kombat side of things until Mortal Kombat 2 came out. You know, it's probably something I, I played. I just don't have any memories of. All right, I know um, Robert's got to go soon, um, so... And he's been, he said he wanted to hang around at least for this song. So let's go ahead and play something from the old Castlevania 2 and Castlevania 3. This is going to be Vanquish the Horrible Knights. Night.
You know, I uh, <laughs> I wanted to end that about 15 seconds earlier, but then that then the guitarist started shredding. And I had two thoughts. I was like, wow, that's really cool. I actually want to listen to the solo. And easy on this, <laughs> easy on the guitar playing Shredenstein. The song's over already. Um, <laughs> all right, Cooper, the floor is yours. So uh, that the song that they adapted there is, uh, of course, the classic from Castlevania Two, Bloody Tears. Uh, pretty much the only great part about Castlevania Two, besides the "What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse" meme, which uh, also was the name of a Black Dahlia murder song, which was in Rock Band Two. That's right, and it's also made the Metal Essentials Spotify playlist. That it did. It's a good playlist. But yeah, uh, I mean, Castlevania is like one of my favorite franchises, period. I've played pl- almost, uh, I own almost every every one of at least the Game Boy ones. Um, don't have any of the NES ones yet, but like, yeah, it's I've played almost every game in the series. I've beaten a few of them. Still haven't beaten the classic Castlevania, though. That game's Nintendo hard, man. It really is. It is a pain it's, in yeah. the dick. That's a franchise I never really got into. Uh, I just... I think I may have played, like, the first level. This is one of those games... The first one, at least, I remember a friend of mine who had a Nintendo before me. uh, He was... He had all the cool games. Like, I can remember him having Metroid. I can remember him having uh, Castlevania. Uh, He was the one that got me on just the old regular Nintendo. I think it was just called Pro Wrestling. Uh, And we used to play that... I mean, for hours upon hours and to where my stepdad could not leave the room fast enough when the theme song hit because it was just the the same thing. That game music was over and over and over. But Castlevania was one I just, I never played. I I didn't own, I didn't have. uh, And man, how many games are there? There's probably at least 10, right? Oh, Oh, way more than 10. Let's see, you got, uh, (laughs) let's see. One to do we include like remakes or spinoffs? I I would say we have to. I mean yeah yeah I mean you got one two three and four that's I mean that's easy you got uh bloodlines. What was which, the one for PlayStation? Yeah. Uh, that was Symphony of the Night, which is my okay. favorite. One of my favorite yep. games. Period. Absolutely adore it. Now I watched uh, my Chronicles. Buddy, Golden Age Dave used to play Symphony of the Night all the time there for quite oh. a while. You need to play that game. I'm telling you, it is I've heard it's fantastic. Good. It's for they have it on a 360 and PS3 as well. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. There's, that's that's something. Chronicles, which was a re-release of the original Castlevania, uh, Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow, Dawn of Sorrow, Portrait of Ruin, uh, Order of Ecclesia. You wanted got, this torture. Uh, <laughs> I did, didn't yeah. I? I asked for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Uh, I mean, Lord of Shadow. Lord of Shadow 2. Tell um, me. I'm trying to tell, think. Castlevania 64, Castlevania Curse of Darkness. This is on you, Jesse. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, you've got all the certain ports. Like, I think Vampire Killer was a certain uh, re-release. Oh, yeah. That was a certain what? re-release for, uh, I want to say Japan. It was on the MSX2, I think, which is a computer. <laughs> uh, you get, uh, how you can forget, Rondo of Blood. That's great. And then they released that as uh, Vampire's Kiss over in the UK. And then that was, uh, what did we release? Dracula X. That's what we released it as. Yeah. So, so yeah, Dracula X is another. 
classic. Uh, I think Castlevania. Oh, there was one of them that was just for the Xbox Live Arcade that I've never played. But then uh, also Castlevania: Lord of the Shadow, uh, Mirror of Fate. That's a that's a fun one. So yeah, I mean there are just I lost count. Some it's probably like fifteen or sixteen of them. Oh yeah, and then there's a uh, God. I'm forgetting the ones that got released on the consoles, which was uh, Curse of Darkness for the Xbox and PS2, and then Castlevania. Uh, Lament of Innocence. That is a favorite one to the PS2 as well. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, just oh, I yeah, love these. That's, that's more than ten. That is definitely more than ten. I was. Uh, uh, I've never played the Castlevania games. That's the thing. Like, I I can weigh in on a conversation about video games and arcade games when I'm invited to that podcast. But um, <laughs> you're always invited, sir. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was never told. I was never told. <laughs> you were always oh. <laughs> but um, but a lot of these games that are like so popular, you know, so, some of those stuff that you guys are talking about, I just never played. You know, I kind of had my niche, and I, I had my favorites, and that was it. Like, I didn't really stray off the beaten path. And like I said, Castlevania was just not a game I ever played. So like when like the Netflix series came out, I was like, eh, who cares? You know, I know like people mm. were really excited about it. And God, I've and been God, wanting to watch it. I know that there's there's a friend of uh, a friend of Melissa's um, person who I nicknamed my uh, who I nicknamed wife, uh, who's like big into the Legend of Zelda series, which we're going to hear a track from from that in just a few minutes. And the, I think there's talk of like a Netflix Legend of Zelda, which uh, she's super excited for. That I'll pr- probably end up watching just because it's more more my speed. But yeah, I I don't. You know, I, I I was anxious to hear what Rob had to say because I don't really have any connection to the Castlevania series. Well, he 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 have you, he's played quite a few, <laughs> that's for sure. He just listed a ton of them. Yeah, I mean, it's the the music in the Castlevania series is honestly one of the best parts of it. Not even kidding. Yeah, uh, just so many. I mean, so many. I think my favorite track is actually. Uh, mm, I think Bloody Tears is up there, but then the Vampire Killer, which is the first track from the first level, uh, the first level of the first game was is fantastic. Uh, Dracula's Castle is another great one off of Symphony of the Night, which I own that soundtrack. It's in a it's Japanese only, of course. So. I mean, it was only like ten bucks, but still. Uh, if you're ever looking for video game music, two franchises always to go for, which I'm sad I won't be here for Final Fantasy, but uh, Final Fantasy and Castlevania, just two absolutely. Fantastic, uh, fantastic games. Yeah, Final Fantasy is definitely. Got, oh. I, I've got stories for days on. But all right, are we saying goodbye to you, sir? What are you, what are you doing? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Where? What? Uh, who's the? Who's the? The mistress of the evening? Oh, it's just actually just it's a movie night thing with with some friends. She ordered oh, Chinese okay. food, and we're watching anime. So like, it's hard to say no to that. Because we were originally going to like go out and do stuff, nerd. But, <laughs> like half of our friends, half of our friends are like broke, and so either broke or broke their foot or something. So, <laughs> plus I don't want to get insulted again because like that bar, seriously. After ten o'clock, every single person that walked in looked like they were nineteen. Every girl was wearing nothing, was blonde, thin, and every guy looked like a douche. How do I say that? Khakis, polo shirt with no facial hair and short hair. Uh, that's the I dr- think the that's frat the dream. House that's what my want. That's what I so, want my son to turn into after he's played just, a lifetime so, of sports. You just described oh God! Where to work on it was, Monday? It was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny because uh, 
we watched, I watched this one Asian girl that looked like she was 19 uh, get carded, and she was 19. She's, like, pointing at the, 19, the 2016. She goes, no, see, it says 1996. He's like, I can read, dumbass. Oh. That's it. It says you were born in 1998, which, yes, that was uh, 20 years ago. So... <laughs> So I was, it was great. And one girl, one girl apparently walked away with $500 uh, sneakers because the dude carding everybody, which I was chilling up him and his hot girlfriend. Uh, he was like, holy fuck, those are $500 gold sneakers. I'm like, how do you know that? He goes, ah, uh, clothing's my thing. It's like, oh, well, somebody's daddy loved them very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Coop. It's been fun. We'll talk to you uh, next week for um, uh, the Camelot, the Shadow Theory. Ooh, I'm so excited for Camelot. Comes out this Love Friday, Camelot. buddy. Right. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Which I still need to give you all my list of stuff I'm excited for, which y'all hit one of them, but then there's things like uh, Primordial, which is another experience of a band. Well, you've got two You've oh, got Ira. two spaces where you get to, you, you're you going to be in charge of the show, so you can put on whatever you want in those two spaces, because I will be at uh, the Foo Fighters and Dave Matthews. Lucky me. Oh, you you love your wife. I do. Yes. You are you are dedicated, sir. <laughs> I like one I, of those I have things. Immense... <laughs> uh, which one? Which one is it? Foo Fighters. Yeah, that one I'm excited oh, about. It's like I Dave think it's... Matthews. Oh gosh, I, I can't remember. Who I like Dave Matthews when I was in high school. I like Dave Matthews never. I... You know, you know, what you should do, Mark. You should wear your Slayer shirt to the Dave Matthews show. No, I'm going in plaid shorts, a golf shirt, and ascot, and uh, and boat shoes. An ascot. <laughs> An ascot. Yes. Who the fuck are you, Freddie Jones? <laughs> you should just go all out, wear smoking jacket. <laughs> I don't. If I could be more white, I would. I'm trying as hard as I can. That's incredible. You could wear a fedora. Wear a fedora. You're uh, not. You are not getting pulled over after that concert. That's for sure. and tip it to every, woman, every girl you see oh, and say, "Milady." Only I, only oh. I would would get would go in costume to a Dave Matthews show, and I'm going in costume as a white person. <laughs> now, Marky, what are you dressed as? I'm a honky. <laughs> Uh, all right. Get out of here, you crazy kid. Let's get on with Later, the show. Later, Coop. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. Or as Ronnie likes to say, peace, love, and pussy grease. Um, I, <laughs> all the time. I have to bleep it out of my podcast. Like five times source material has been edited because he said that. Jesse Starcher, what is, what is coming over you right now? He's in rare form nice. tonight. Lies, lies, lies. All right, speaking of lies, 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 I know nothing about this next one. It's from uh, Mega Man. This is Blasting the Hornet. Here we go, baby dolls. Someday when you're all alone. Uh, 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Somebody needs to do something with that riff, man. That is a badass riff right there. Like I said, I don't know much about history. Don't know much about biology. Um, I don't know much about Mega Man, but I know what I like, and I really like that song. I know we haven't really talked much about the actual music on the show tonight because we've been so caught up in the video games, but damn, that, 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 that's, that's been one of the standout tracks of this album tonight, my friends. Yeah, I like most of what's come off of the Mega Man's I guess I would say uh, the soundtracks for all their games. I mean, shoot, they got a, that's another franchise that's got a lot of games under them. Uh, man, their, Mega Man's music was good since Mega Man 2. <laughs> and I'm talking like, there are some tracks off of that, just in 8-bit form, were catchy as hell. So, to take that song off of Mega Man X3 and turn it into something that's got so much metal behind it, I mean, you, you can't lose. There's there's no way. There's no way you can lose at that. Ronnie, what do you think? Man, I love it. Um, these these All of these songs are bringing back so many memories, and they're just like, I hate to say it like this, but they're just metal enough for me to go, what was that? <laughs> yeah, they, you know, I know that. I hear and you. then I realize what it is after, you know, shortly after. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Um so I mean, I love I'm I'm loving this. I mean, power. I'm I was aware of Power Glove before, um, and the only other ones that that I that I know of that I can think offhand that that do um, their remixes of, of of video game music is the Mini Bosses. I've uh, heard of them. Yeah, the Mini. Yeah, and uh, they. Uh, it's just gosh, I love it. I love it. Good stuff. All right. Um, if we're ready, man, let's move this right along. Moving right along. Footloose and fancy free. All right. So this next one, I definitely, I mean, like I said, I didn't have a Nintendo, but a lot of my friends did. And if you had no other game, you had this one. <laughs> so I, got, I got, a lot of, got a lot of duck hunting in my time. This is the Duck Grinder from Duck Hunt. enough of that um that was fun i uh 
I definitely like it when... So here's what I'm noticing with, with Power Glove. And, and again, they're covering music from the video games, so there's only so so many places they can go with this. But there's that kind of start-stop, um, kind of high-pitched uh, playing that, that, that they do. There's less swing, there's less groove to it. Um, and then there's that Mega Man track, you know, which this is definitely, <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely my preference. There's that, that one they really worked on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I know they put effort into all this stuff, but, I, you know, I... Again, that's the mu- that they're playing off the music that was in the game, so there's only so much to work with. But um, as much as that brings back fond memories of getting uh, getting frustrated with the stupid gun that came with the Nintendo, did you ever get to the point where like you didn't even know you were doing it, but essentially you you were point you were you, your gun was on top of the television, like it yeah. was just it's like. Like, my dad like, actually busted me out for that. He's like, that's not very... Uh... I can just see so. you guys. Uh, that's, you like right up against the damn tube. Oh, absolutely. I, You know, clank. not hard when you do it like that, son. You know, it's hard when I don't do this, Dad. <laughs> well, if the game worked better, if the, gu- if the damn gun worked better, you know, then uh, I wouldn't have to do that. It's... <laughs> the, the cartoon Captain N. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do for sure. Had the Nintendo controller on his belt, and then he used the the Nintendo gun as a weapon. Man, I, I dude, I have I've talked about this before. Uh, I've mentioned him on the Source Material podcast a long, long time ago, and then he stood me up as a guest. I'll never forgive him, but I'm still friends with him on Facebook. And that's Mad Hatter McGinnis, who did a he did something similar. Yeah, I'm gonna shit talk him and plug his album at the same time. He did, <laughs> he did, he did something similar to the Captain Men uh, premise, where he did a rap album where he got sucked into a Nintendo, pretty much, and then he rapped over the themes of the so the, the game music. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, I don't know why he hasn't done a sequel to this because that that one that he first did. He was part of something called Scrub Club Records. He might have even been the uh, the progenitor of Scrub Club at that point. But I'll tell you right now, it is if you want to enter some entertainment. There was a lot of entertainment. He's you know white guy from I don't know where he lives now. I think it's Texas, but uh, he, I think it was from Arkansas originally. But he's rapping over some rapping over some Nintendo songs and I'll, like Gunsmoke uh, just all sorts of great tracks that and he does a great job it, it sounds perfect you can find it on YouTube completely free he's a uh, nerdcore, res- or nerdcore yes, rapper exactly exactly yeah. That's so um, but yeah it, it was uh, what, what got me on that tangent Ronnie you said something and then I went off what did I what were you talking about yep all right Mark, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Terrific. Oh, by the way, you can shoot the dog in Duck Hunt. You just have to be on the arcade Duck Hunt and oh. in a in versus mode. I posted a video of it to uh, my my uh, my Facebook page, and I, Ronnie, do you re- you remember Showbiz Pizza, right? Yeah. Um, Showbiz had one of those huge, and I mean huge, like big screen TVs and the two rifles in the stocks. Yeah. And it was Duck Hunt. I yeah. remember that from my childhood, dude. I do remember that. Wow. 
skeet shooting, and then the ducks. So when you Nostalgia. shoot the dog, does his brains go all over the cornfield, or? <laughs> yeah, because no, Nintendo it... was into that back then. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Upside down crosses. A lot, of, a lot of religious Wow. Oh, wow. You went from zero to 60 there, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> this is all my influence, Ronnie Adams. See how I've corrupted Jesse? Oh, yes. This is the Metal Gosh. Hammer of Doom. <laughs> uh, but, yes, it, you you could shoot the dog, but I think what happens is when you shoot him, he walks back out onto the screen, and he's, like, got a crutch, and he's got his arm in a sling, if I remember correctly. I vaguely remember that, as a matter of fact, now that you, now that you mention it. Like, I don't... I don't remember how or how I was able to do it or what where it was at the time, but I do remember a fucked up dog walking out, you know, walking into frame after you done shot him. <laughs> yeah, that's only on the arcade. You couldn't do it on the Nintendo itself, I don't think. Okay, fair enough. All right, baby dolls, let's move on to our next track. Uh, this is Power, Wisdom, Courage, The Legend of Zelda. Pretty badass. What you think about that one, Ronnie? Love it, love it. I mean, I'm not real familiar with uh, the rest of of you know a link to the past, not Green of time. But uh, I was a big fan of Legend of Zelda um, back in the day, and uh, so another another you know uh, good memory right there. 
I uh, I never played much Legend of Zelda. Knew it existed. I know what it is, but yeah, I uh, that's not one I played. Uh, like, just going to run through the list here again. So the the games that they are doing songs of Sonic the Hedgehog played it. Mario Brothers, Super Mario World played those. Killer Instinct, if I've played it, I had forgotten what it was. Never played the Castlevanias. Never played Mega Man, though I think that was big among my friends. Played played the shit out of Duck Hunt. Um, not never was into Zelda. Okay, so Final Fan. So this next one that we're going to listen to when we get to it, Final Fantasy VII. Woo-hoo-hoo, doggy, have I got some stories? <laughs> I don't know what a Guilty Gear is. Um, I've definitely played, especially in the arcade, played a lot of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And then um, Final Fantasy IX. I may or may not have played that one. I don't remember anymore. I know I know. I played seven. I feel like I played the one that came after it. Uh, but I, I've lost track of what Final Fantasies I've played and not played. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Jesse? Legend of Zelda. Uh, I can remember the first one getting released, and a friend of mine, well, it was my babysitter's son. He was a couple years older than I am, and what would happen is my mom would take me over to the babysitter's uh, real early in the morning. He ended up having something goofy he had to do. Oh, I say goofy. He had, he had something he had to do, usually like either football practice or whatever. So he would leave, and his Nintendo and his TV were left all alone in his bedroom. And me and his brother would go up there and play just about anything we get his, our hands on. And he had quite a library. Ronnie, you mentioned RBI. Well, you mentioned baseball games. RBI baseball. That was one I can remember playing on his uh, on a Nintendo. Um, and then there was Bases Loaded, I think. I want to say it was Bases Loaded. That was another baseball game I can remember playing on the Nintendo. But Legend of Zelda was one that was on that Nintendo. I didn't have that game. And I never played it. Uh, I, I never played it anywhere else other than at my babysitter's, and that's where I have most of my fond memories. Growing up as a kid during the summer, when we didn't have school, I would go over there and spend most of the day, and we'd be up there playing Double Dragon or playing Legend of Zelda, one or the other. Uh, and man, Legend of Zelda was probably one of the first games where I had to have like Nintendo Power to try and walk me through what I was supposed to do next or, or one of those things, because you didn't have, you know, it goes without saying. Back in the late '80s, early '90s, you didn't have the access that you do to walkthroughs or anything like that oh, on yeah. the Nintendo Power. So, uh, but yes, uh, you know, I I love that. Now, Ocarina of Time. Just to kind of throw out my uh, two cents on that, you know, I got my Nintendo 64 and I bought it secondhand, and it came with Ocarina of Time. The problem was, is I had to. I had to recoup some cost. For some reason, I convinced my wife. This is right after we got married in 99, I think, or 98. I convinced her. I said, hey, let me let me get this. I want this really bad, but I, you know, it, I'll, I'll turn around and sell the uh, Legend of Zelda game as soon as I get it, and that way I can make some of the money back. Uh, and so I played Ocarina of Time for maybe a, a handful of, like, I owned it for, like, maybe a week before I got rid of it. And it's not because I didn't like it. It's just I, I had to make my money back somehow. Now, I watched my friend, uh, my, my good friend Brian, play this game and beat it. Uh, and it was, you know, it looked like a blast of a game. The real tragedy of this whole medley is the fact that I've never played A Link to the Past. Yeah. And that is, from what I heard, that is a tremendous game to play. Like, one of the best Super Nintendo games ever, like, made. If not the best Zelda game out there. Uh, so I really kind of um, 
I kind of missed the boat on that one. That's because I just I don't think I bought a Super Nintendo. That might have been the only uh, Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda that came out. Instead, I was playing Super Metroid uh, and Final well, Fantasy three. When we, uh, that unfortunately is not covered on here, but I was playing the crap out of that too. But go ahead, go ahead, Ronnie. I was gonna say at least you were playing a good game. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Super Metroid is is up there. I was I was playing that last year because I love that game so much. That Metroid, that Super Metroid is a blast. Uh, but uh, but there you go. I'm I'm not. I know most about the franchise just from you know watching retro video games uh, being played on YouTube. Which uh, even though that's a lot, you know, kids kids nowadays. I love wonder to watch where your son video. gets it from. <laughs> Shut up, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, all right, Mark. I remember I when I was a, when I was a kid. My friend Eric had a Nintendo. We would go to his house and play and. We played a lot of... I don't remember which baseball game for the Nintendo this was, but, you know, it looked like Nintendo characters. And uh, you could actually create your own team. That was my favorite part of playing this baseball game, was create my own team and name all the players after Marvel superheroes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, that, I, 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 that was the, the best thing ever. Like, I didn't even want to play the game so much as I just wanted to create teams. I'll tell you what kind of a nerd I was. All right. Uh, speaking of nerds, all right. I've been dying to play this next track because of the, uh, the the Final Fantasy stories that come with it. This is Omni Shred. We're gonna need a bigger sword. save every one of us all right um <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my friend jupak and i uh did a 24 hour <laughs> power glo- what that was his nickname um i, I know but man <laughs> i wish i wish i had nicknames for <laughs> well, yeah, I would say that I don't have a friend with a, as epic of a nickname as Jupak. I will give you that, sir. Um, so Jupak and I, <laughs> we did like a 24-hour Final Fantasy gaming marathon. And it didn't, we didn't start off that way. We started off, we were just playing the game in my room one night. And it just, before we knew it, it was midnight. They're like, all right. Well, do you have to go home? No, no. I can. I can. Let me just tell my parents that I'm I'm still here, but I can. Um, but I don't have to go home at this point. Okay. 
Three o'clock in the morning. Do you need to go home? No, <laughs> I I want to see what happens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I wasn't even kicking the kid out. It was like we, we just we we just got caught in this loop. And then we got to the point we got to this one point in the game where we were so overtired and so loopy that we couldn't figure out how to proceed in the game and we thought that you needed whatever the gem was to call the chocobo. Um, remember the chocobo? I do. Oh, yeah. Giant chicken that you can ride. Um, we thought you needed the gem to call the chocobo in order to get to this next part of the game. Turns out you didn't. But we thought we did, and I had sold it for whatever the reasons were that I needed to like make room in my magic bag of holding or whatever it was I needed to do. But I got rid of it. And I was like, oh, no, no, we can't. We thought we couldn't finish the game. Because I got rid of this thing. And we were both so tired and so mad that neither one of us would... We refused to stop playing. Um, so we, uh, so he stayed. He didn't go home. Like, he had breakfast at my house. And we had, we had not gone to sleep yet. We were like, when the mall opens up, we are running to GameStop to buy the, the strategy guide. Figure out what the fuck to do next. And I remember both of us... Like, we, got, we bought the strategy guide. We ran outside the store. We opened up. We looked to see how to solve the <coughs> problem. We were like, oh, go there, dick. Um, (laughs) and so we ran back to my house we did the next thing and he was like okay he goes do me a favor save the game I gotta go home and go to sleep (laughs) okay sure oh wow Uh, man man I'll tell you right now Final Fantasy 7 did have a spot in my game lineage as well Uh, I this was before I was able to own a Playstation and of course I've mentioned him a couple times. I, so far on this podcast, I know for sure on the Source Material podcast, I've brought Golden Age Dave's name up quite a few times. Matter of fact, when we talked video games, we were discussing about how Golden Age Dave went to uh, Toys R Us. We, we were talking about Toys R Us. Excuse me. We were talking about Toys R Us. That was one of the memories that I have. Well, okay. So Dave had a PlayStation, and he got Final Fantasy VII. So there were... There were days where I would go into his dorm room and he'd be playing Final Fantasy VII. I would leave and come back like eight hours later and there he is still playing Final Fantasy VII because he marathoned that game as well. Um, I was there when Aerith fell to the sword of Sephiroth. Uh, You know, that... Does that... No, no, don't you even. If there is any more of a heartbreaking moment in gaming history, when Sephiroth kills and drives the sword right through Aerith, and you're you watch her die in front of you, uh, it was it was heartbreaking. I can remember that. Um, now I was a fan of the Final Fantasy series you know, prior to that, where I got. When I got my first Super Nintendo, I, again, bought it secondhand, and it came with Final Fantasy III, which was a... That was a very big game at the time, and I can remember playing that game and putting, like, close to... Uh, close to 40... I can't remember how many hours I put into that game where I was like, oh my gosh, this game is just... It was the first time I ever played a game that long and was involved in so much of a story. Uh, so I, that hooked me right there on the Final Fantasy series quick bit of trivia the if you've played final fantasy 2 which i believe is a port from japan mark i think i told you this um it, it is uh, i say a port it's an emu- it's emulated from japan if you see the emulation of that game 
and uh, you notice that the translations that was never released in America, so it was all in Japan. The translations on the emulation usually say translated by Demiforce. I went I went to college with that guy. He was actually a friend of mine by the name of Steve Demeter, who was also one of the first people to create a uh, a, a game for the Apple Store called Trism. So, uh, yeah, that, that, I, I he roomed with Golden Age Dave. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. yeah that's, have, uh, have, I, I, have I told you the story about how me and Jupac um, renamed all the characters in Final Fantasy, but we gave them horrible names? Oh, um, that does not <laughs> surprise me. Yep. Your friend has a horrible name. So, <laughs> I think we named one character AIDS case. We, we <laughs> <laughs> of course you did it. <laughs> We we called the one was Final Fantasy VII the one where the one girl's like a mechanic and she she's wearing like a red halter top, or is that another? I think so. It's a possibility. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't remember anymore. But yeah, we gave her some ridiculous name, and everybody that came on screen, we were just like, oh, you know, you could change their. As soon as we found out you could change their name, we're like, no one's keeping their name. Um, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I remember playing that game and, you know, leveling up uh, my dude to where, like, I was talking about the Chocobo thing. So you needed the Chocobo to get past uh, the big giant snake. Like, you couldn't, you weren't powerful enough to fight the snake at this juncture. So you needed to ride the Chocobo and the snake would chase you. And that was the only way you'd get away from him fast enough. But you could go back to the snake later on once you were, like, like way powered up. Oh, I beat the fuck out of that snake, man. Like, <laughs> I would just spend an hour killing that snake. Oh, over wonderful. and over and over again. <laughs> I actually, that was one of the few tonight that I've recognized the music from. Like, like it started to play, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, this. I'll take, yeah, I'll take yeah, it back. Buddy. And that was like a multi-disc game, too. Like, I just saw a meme where it had uh, the guy from, uh, oh, crap. I can't even remember the name of the show. But he's he's obviously in the midst of crying, and it says, Lost lost Final Fantasy 7 disc 2 we can't find it. <laughs> so that would be heartbreaking. Uh yeah, that would uh, that would that would have been rough. I'm going to be honest with you guys, you'll probably um you'll probably hate me forever. I've no. never played Final Fantasy. Negative. Oh wow. Never. Yeah. Not once. The, are you not, not a role playing game guy? Is that just no. the thing? You're not. Yeah, no. Okay. I hate to oh. say it, but I I So really cuz like what do without him. I've it's one of the, other than the Lego game. It's kind of the, one of the few games I really do enjoy playing. I you know, I I'll tell you one of the reasons why I spent so much time playing World of Warcraft was if you didn't necessarily want to interact with people and you didn't and you, you know and you're like me and that you have that hand eye coordination processing issue, um, you could just just wander and really get. I mean, mm-hmm. I before Lily was born, that's when I played probably the most. Like the first couple of years, I was. Well, I couldn't shouldn't say couple because Lily was born in 2011. I got married in 2009. Um, but so I would say between I would say 2010, I, I played World of Warcraft pretty hardcore, um, and I that was when I was working four tens. So I had Friday, and Saturday, you, and Sunday. you and you showered twice a week. <laughs> you saw something like that. Um, so, you know, Melissa worked five days a week being a teacher. I had Fridays off. So Fridays was was just pull up the laptop and live in the bedroom, live in the bed, because all I did was play World of Warcraft while she was at work. And um, 
you know, and like I said, it, I I would just get like lost in that game for hours. Like, I mean, I I did not intend to spend like eight hours straight playing that game, but the time would just fly by. And and that was really and that was even without necessarily doing a, a lot of quests and whatnot or leveling up. It was just just wandering around, finding things to do in the game. Um, well, that those are the kind of RPGs I like, like open world, like Skyrim, uh, Fallout, things like that. You can call those RPGs, but it's the ones that that are like Pokemon and some of the Final Fantasy games that are like turn based. You know, um, I, I, just, I can't handle those. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game I was real, I was a huge fan of, and uh, I started with the PlayStation. And it was uh, Civilization Two, and I've played and I played Civilization Three for um, when that came out on the PC when oh, I had it for the Mac. But yeah, that was another one where just hours would go by, and I and I you know like I would play it, like say like eight o'clock at night, and the next thing I know it'd be three o'clock in the morning, and I'd have to go like get up for work. Like ah crap, you know, or, <laughs> <laughs> or I'd have class or something the next day. I was probably in grad school at this time, you know, and just where did the time go? But yeah, I spl- I killed a lot of hours playing Civilization, and Dude. then for a little bit that I had an Xbox here in the house, I made sure I bought whatever iteration of Civilization was available, and yeah, <laughs> it was. I'm always- fairly certain. I'm fairly certain that my parents would probably whip my ass right now if they knew how much money they spent on college and realized how much time I studied versus how much time I spent playing video games with mm. all my friends because <laughs> it was clearly outnumbered uh, the amount of hours that I actually spent towards the class, uh, uh, the listen, education part of things. And- I went to um, Bible College in Beckley, West Virginia, and um, and a little more of an expensive college, and I spent a lot of time. Uh, we weren't allowed to do fun things there, um, so – you know, no TV, no movies, no music, things like that. Well, no music with a beat. Um, but wait, wait, let, wait, wait! No music yeah, with a beat. Don't, don't, don't get me started. All right, go ahead. Um, so but we, you, but the dean of your systems. college was the Reverend from Footloose, is what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, no dancing um, at all. Period. Um, but we, they let us have game systems. I'm like, really. Because half the stuff that are on these games is worse than what we see on TV. Um, be, you know, Grand Theft Auto Three. <laughs> the games are you, you. You can't play your video game, but stay holy, stay committed to your religion. Okay, I'm gonna go play Grand Theft Auto Three now. That seems fine. Yeah, I was the guy when everybody was like, they had like co-ed sport night. You know, they all play basketball in the gym. It was mostly just the basketball players hogging the floor. And uh, so nobody, you know, really got to play. And so I would just stay back in the dorm room, and they they had one uh, in the dorms, and they had one empty dorm room. Well, they had a bunch of empty dorm rooms, but they chose one to put a PlayStation in, PlayStation 2 in. And I would just sit there and play Grand Theft Auto or whatever. And um, so, but I wouldn't play it because, you know, with a bunch of people on it, you never know where you were in missions because they wouldn't, you know, respect the save games. Oh, so, Jeez. I would just, you know, pick out a sniper rifle in a car and drive around. And this was just to creep people out. I mean, this is honest, honest to goodness. <laughs> I would just drive around listening to the opera station in the car and okay. just get out and just, just snipe people randomly. <laughs> and then get back in and then drive around again. And they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just playing a video game. They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, I'm playing my way. 
and they never really bothered with me after that. Oh goodness! Uh, but but you know just things like that. Uh, it's weird stuff. But I, I would play. You know, uh, I play RPGs. I guess you could say, <laughs> as far as um, you know, like I said, Skyrim and you know the Bethesda games and things like that. But if I'm going to a turn-based game, um, I'd rather really nerd it out and do the the paper and pencil RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons and um, and games like that. Yeah, I enjoyed my tabletop D and D games. I, it took me a long time to be to really understand how they worked. I remember the first time I played them, I got this one guy and his fucking dwarf just killed and lost all his shit. You know, and I remember him being really mad at me. He was like, "All right, we'll just start over again." He was like, "Nope, you clearly don't understand how this works." Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> was was his name Leroy Jenkins? <laughs> Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> no, I was. No, I wasn't Leroy Jenkins. I was Bait McTrapspringer. Bait <laughs> 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 what? Bait McTrapspringer. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That uh, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I was always uh, head first into the dungeon. That was my job. All right, speaking of head first into the dungeon, let's go ahead and play another track. This is Holy Orders, Be Quick and Just Shred from something called Guilty Gear. Like I said, I have no idea what the hell a guilty gear is. Any clue, guys? Any? <laughs> hey, fellas. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to the. I, I've I've heard of this game, but I have no idea what it's about. Ronnie, what what was that? Guilty Gear. Not familiar. I'm sorry. All right, let's go to the wiki. Guilty Gear is a series of competitive fighting games by artist works designer Duke Watari. The first game in the series was published in 1998 and spawned several sequels. It was also adapted to other media such as manga and drama CD. Guilty Gear was generally generally received has generally received praise from video game reviewers for its graphics, soundtrack, and mainly for its characters. Another fighting game franchise by Arc System Works is Blaze Blue, uh, is considered a spiritual successor to the series. Never played it. Apparently, it's a fighting yeah. game. I've I've never heard of it. Okay. That, it's a yeah. new one. I don't have much to say about it. <laughs> okay. Released on PlayStation. Released <laughs> on PlayStation, apparently. So it started on PlayStation in 98. 
uh, and then went to Dreamcast in 2000, PlayStation 2 in 2001. That was this was Guilty Gear X, by the way. Um, it's Guilty Gear X2, Guilty Gear 2, Guilty Gear Guilty Gear XRD, and then Guilty Gear Guilt. I'm done. Moving on. So. I'll tell you what began my resurgence into video games. Um, Melissa and I bought a used uh, PlayStation 2, and I bought the Rock Band set for it. I became obsessed with Rock Band for the long... Not Rock Band. Guitar Hero 3. Um, I bought the, the Guitar Hero 3 setup for the PlayStation 2 uh, back when I lived in my apartment uh, here in Tampa, and I was obsessed with this game. I mean, I would spend hours on the internet looking for, like, different guitars. I had the Kiss Battle Axe guitar. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I had... The, and I ended up getting... Uh, I, at some point, I switched from the PlayStation to the Wii. And so everything I got from g- going forward was for the uh, was for the Wii. So that Battle Axe was a, was a Wii compatible. Um, I remember, like, that Christmas, she she went... Far and wide to find like a uh, a multi-platform compatible guitar, so like a guitar that you could use for like the PlayStation, for the Xbox, or for the Wii. Um, so I had like multiple guitars. Like I I remember like I was obsessed with not just the game but finding different guitars to play with this thing. My um, when I uh, got divorced, I ended up hooking up with a friend. Not hooking up like sexually, but hooking up. Like, like refriending somebody who I had lost touch with, and she kind of brought me into her gaggle of friends. And at the time, she was she had been like recently divorced, so she was spending her ex husband's money from the military. Long story there. Nice. And, yeah. yeah. And so she threw a, the point of me bringing all that up is she threw a lot of parties, mm-hmm. and there was so the first like. My first memories of dating uh, of the first year I was with my wife was going to a lot of my friend Jen's parties and there being a lot of drunken guitar hero. Sometimes just <laughs> and sometimes these were two separate activities where everyone was like outside by the pool drinking and like me and one other person and sometimes just me playing guitar hero. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not quit that game until I had mastered uh, the, the one Slayer track that was on there, because it was hard. Okay, it was Guitar uh, Guitar Hero. Uh, which one had uh, Dragon Force on it? Was that that was Guitar that Hero was three. three? Yeah, yep. Guitar Hero Three. Yeah, that was insanity. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Can I, 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 I real quick interjection here? If you are not plastered. By the end of this conversation, if you're playing the Rattlech and Broadcasting Metal Hammer of Doom, drink when they say Guitar Hero game. <laughs> I cannot offer you any sympathy. Go ahead and continue. Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero, Guitar dude, Hero. Dude, dude, it comes up at least just once a month. At least once a month. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> once a month, once a show. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I was... Oh, gosh, I... I was just obsessed with that game. Um, you know, it was like I said, it was like fresh, fresh off a divorce, fresh into a new relationship. And for some odd reason, like this just calmed me. Now to this day, I actually own a guitar. I want to say it's, it's guitar. Hero. Yeah. I have the guitar world app on my Apple TV and I have the guitar for it. I got it for Christmas like a year or two ago. I don't get to, I don't play it nearly as much as I used to. Um, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't have as much fun playing it like I used to because, like I said, I would play this thing for fucking hours. Um, like you guys talk about the you know, the games that you guys were really invested in. I would say outside of the Lego franchises, this was the only game where I was like fully committed to trying to get as bet trying to get as good as I could with the time that I had. And yeah, and then after a while, you know, fuck, having kids killed my my wanting to do video games. Like I said, all I have time. <laughs> Dude, I play one game now. One game. Like, I got rid of my Xbox recently. I pawned it. You know, got rid of all the games and everything. Shortly before I realized my son was going to become obsessed with video games, and I thought, let me get this kryptonite out of the house. Um, <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we went from having, like, a, a Wii, and then whatever the, the next iteration of Nintendo was after the Wii. I got, I got rid of both of those. I got rid of my Xbox. So I have no gaming systems in the house, just uh, iPads and Kindles. But I have one game on my phone, and that's Township. <laughs> and it's, it's like a Farmville kind of a thing. It basically, I just you just you know you you complete order. You you make stuff, um, you manufacture stuff, you sell it, and then you take the money and you build up your city. That's it. That's the whole game. No one's invading. No, there's no fighting going on. Occasionally, there's you know there's some seasonal activity that you have that you have to do. Like one month, there was like a food truck. This most recent thing was an, was an Easter egg hunt. Um, but yeah, that's that. <laughs> and I I play this at work. Okay, like in between inmates, like coming to do their assessment. Like if it takes the deputy too long to bring me the next inmate, I'm all about township until somebody walks in the room. It's great. It's have best, you? It's the best game I've played? ever played. I was gonna say, have you played the Simpsons mobile game? The Simpsons yeah, one, dude. I was really into those uh, games where like you spend money to better your town. And I remember like Melissa and I were actually playing it together for a little while, and both of us realized what idiots we are for spending money on this and stopped doing it. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, my wife. It was probably about a month or two ago. Was asking me to. She was wanting to spend money on the Sims mobile game. And I was like, are we really going to become those people? Are we really going to spend money to try it so we can get that little town uh, that you uh, – or that little town, that little building or, or that that guitar that you wanted for your sim? Uh, I, I said, are we going to do that? And she's like, yeah, I, I really want it, Jess. I'm like, okay. Well, you sweet talked me into it. No, my, uh, but, my uh, wife threatened to divorce me if I ever bought another online thing again. <laughs> Listen, I – one time, I I can't say that recently I haven't done it uh, because I did find a new game and it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I spent I spent a dollar ninety nine on freaking um, Candy Crush, and I absolutely <laughs> wow, want, no. I want to strangle myself. <laughs> <laughs> what have I become? Yeah. What have I become? Legitimately, I was I was so angry at myself over that, and I was like, "It's Candy Crush." And I'm watching my dad play this right on his iPad, and he is like, "My dad is a very intelligent man, but he is savant level at these games." <laughs> like I have never seen anybody play you know these match games like this. He is crazy good. He wears like. We we I've gotten him um, stylus, uh, you stylus styli, whatever. Um, several stylus <laughs> synopsis, synopsis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> several of those stylus pins for his iPad, 
Um, and I keep having to, you know, we buy them for him constantly because he gets so into him. He wears the tip of them off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he loves it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't really pay for, you know, mobile games, mobile, you know, uh, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, one last thing and then we'll move on to the, we're almost done here for the evening. Uh, my dad is just as bad as I am when it comes to like the township thing, but his version of township is this Disney game where it's like you, you, you run your own theme park, but you have to like complete tasks in order to get more stuff for the theme park. And he, and he'll, he fucking, such a hypocrite. He'll comment that I'm like, I'm on my phone too much. You know, it's like, like, oh, you're, come on, you're with your family, you're with your kids, get off your phone, you addict, oh, just like you were when you were a kid. And, you know, and you failed chorus. All right. You know, my father, my, my father, like, every chorus up again, dad. Yeah, every year since high school, he brings it up. He wonders why I don't enjoy hanging out with my family. Um, quick aside. Quick, quick aside. I don't want to get into the depths of how you failed chorus, but go ahead and continue. <laughs> I did not show up for my uh, chorus final. I didn't want to. Ass. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> did you so, just... Wow. Ahead, just ask your really? questions. Yeah, I was kind of an asshole in high no, school. No, 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 no. I'm talking about... I'm talking about Jesse. Did, did he just call you that over something that he, you know... He, Hey, I was a chorus member all the way up through eighth grade. Of course you were. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, no, no, hey, I was in Davy Crockett in my play. I, oh, no, Davy no, Crockett. I, I did chorus. I was in like an. All, I would think I was in like all county chorus at one point. You know, I was a. I was a theater guy. That that's not the issue here. The issue was I thought the chorus final was stupid and I didn't take it. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so, um, all righty then. So my dad ha- my, my my dad has this habit of, of one bringing up all my failures constantly, and <laughs> so I'm outside. So it's Easter. Jonas got a bat and ball for uh, for his Easter basket, and again, I think uh, he's been to like maybe one or two Rays games. Rays being the baseball team here in Tampa, um, but I mean he has. There's no connection to baseball in my house. I don't watch baseball. It's not something I push on him. I don't even want to sign him up for like t-ball because I hate baseball that much. Um, yeah, at least yeah. I hate watching it. I don't mind going to Rays games because those are those. It's just going to a game is fun. But baseball, not my favorite thing. Not what I want him to play. So I don't. I never pushed it on him. But my father-in-law, like favorite favorite movie, Field of Dreams. Okay, if they build it, they if you build it, they will come. So he's all about baseball, and he's trying to now push it on my son, and in. Which is fine. Like I don't even. I don't mind that. Like whatever. Bond, whatever him. Whatever he needs to bond with my son. I. I'm all about it. So anyway, so he gets his bat and ball, and we go outside. And of course, my son. The first thing he wants to do is hit trees with the, with the bat. Actually, the first thing he wanted to do was hit me with the bat. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. He was like, "You're the superhero, and I'm the ogre." And then he proceeds to whack me with the bat, and he was just like, "Ah, take that, superhero!" And I'm like, "What the hell, dude?" You're the superhero. I'm the ogre. That is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my son. God bless him. So bless his little heart. Anyway. So I'm like, okay, that's not what we do with with the bat. We don't play Captain Caveman with it, okay? It's for baseball. And I'm trying to... So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw the ball to you. You hit it. That's the way this game works. So he proceeds to just stand like like 
facing me, right? Just just squared up with me, and he's got the bat in front of him like a fucking sword. Okay. <laughs> 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 he is ready to choppy choppy you pee that's what he wanted to do <laughs> and I was like no Jonas you need to stand to the side and hold the bat over your shoulder and swing across and I showed it to him fast forward here my entire family decided to get in on the act and like I know from being a kid how embarrassing it is to not be able to do something well and people are watching you and not only that but it's like it's his toy and suddenly everybody else wanted to play with it so like my mother-in-law wanted to fucking take a swing this is a bat maybe the size of my forearm okay (laughs) there's my mother-in-law wanting to take a swing and you know and then and then my brother-in-law at one point's like well not everybody can be good at sports and i'm like at some point i took my nephew and just walked away from everyone but (laughs) finally i got everyone to just fucking shut the fuck up and get away from Jonas so that he could like focus and actually like have fun with this and not be like pressured into being Don Mattingly. Don yes. Mattingly, anybody? All right. I know, I know. I know where you're going. I collected baseball baseball cards in the '90s. The one baseball player I can remember. Anyway, um, go Yankees. That's impressive. Thank you. Um, so at this point, like everyone has gone inside except for me and Jonas. And my, and my father and mom pull up at this point, and he catches the tail end of what's happening, and his contribution is, yeah, well, Mark was never any good at baseball either. Oh, hey. man. I wanted to take the Jonas bat and go, hey, Dad, you want to play a game called Ogre and the Superhero? I'll be the Ogre. <laughs> you dick. And Jonas is like, yeah, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready? I don't uh, have to play baseball, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he did much better at it. We 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 played yesterday. I threw a couple of balls at him, and uh, he actually made contact with a few. So we, did, en- we enjoy those times with your children because oh, video do. games are video games are coming, son. <laughs> oh, th- <laughs> thanks, Pop Up Starter. <laughs> All right, Pop Pop Starter. All right, folks. Uh, second to last track of the night. This is Metal Combat for the Metal Combat for the Mortal Man. Our our title track. From the Mortal Kombat game, it's also a little medley here with Mega Man 2, so here we go.
I fucking love the Mortal Kombat theme. It's so good. Someday, Jesse, someday on the Metal Hammer of Doom, we have to review, go get in the Wayback Machine and review the Mortal Kombat uh, 2 soundtrack. It's it's amazing. Like there, there's a couple of different Mortal Kombat uh, movie soundtracks, uh, or the uh, the more combat one. Those got heavy, heavy rotation in my CD collection. They're so good. Yeah, at first, this is what Power Glove does to me when they take a song and they kind of put their Power Glove spin on it. I I didn't recognize it at first. Uh, Saturday Morning Apocalypse, I know I've mentioned that when we were doing our Metal Hammer of Doom Extras. Listening to that, usually at the beginning they have, a, a, I don't know, it's, a, it's an interesting spin on how they begin a song, and then once you hit the meat of the song, though, you know what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what happened here. I didn't know, who, I didn't know what I was listening to at first. It's like, oh, man, are we at the Final Fantasy one again? And then all of a sudden, the unmistakable happened. As soon as you hear those... Uh, the, those known notes uh, from the Mortal Kombat theme. Do, do, I, do, I knew do, what I was listening to. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. Let called... Mortal Kombat begin. Uh, <laughs> it's un- unmistakable. Uh, and they do a great job of making it their own. I, I, that's what I like. When they do a cover, and, and with any cover that I usually listen to, I want to hear them take their spin on it and and do it and they do a great job of adding so much more to the song clearly it's it's probably not too hard when you got all these instruments playing a 16-bit or an 8-bit song uh it's it's easy to make it their own but it's still wonderful to hear so man uh, guys i don't know if i can tell you all my mortal combat memories in uh, this podcast because there are so many uh i just want to say that I remember I have a picture if I can find it I'm pretty certain I have it on my Facebook I'll tag you guys in the comments when I opened up my first Mortal Kombat game for Christmas of 1992 I'm fairly certain it was 1993 Christmas of 1993 is when I got Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis because I wanted it for the Genesis I don't care if I had a Super Nintendo or not I was going to see that blood my friends the blood was (laughs) going to happen I'm putting that blood code in uh, and the Super Nintendo, unfortunately, that was one of the worst parts about the game on Super Nintendo was you just couldn't see the blood flow. And that was the whole point of Mortal Kombat was just to watch somebody get their head taken off. No, see, I disagree. Uh, I What I enjoyed about Mortal Kombat was friendship. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. <laughs> huh. Incorrect. I, I love. You, I you I did the friendship. You I did the friendships instead of friendships. Oh yeah, of dude. Every time I could offer somebody a cake, I was like, "This is my game." <laughs> Shit. This is my jam. <laughs> yeah, friendship. Oh, that was the best. Uh, who was your character, Mark? Who was the guy? Um, it was probably either Sub Zero or um, it was definitely not Johnny Cage. Yuck. Um. I would say either Recently. I would say either Sub Zero or uh, Scorpion. One of one of those two. Uh, I'm going Raiden. Easy for me. It was either Raiden for Mortal Kombat One or for Mortal Kombat Two. I was using Baraka all the way. Ronnie Adams. Uh, I'm going to have to say either. Uh, I, I use Luke Hang a lot and Scorpion. Very good. Very good. What'd you think of the song? Oh, I loved it. I think I liked that 
um, almost as much as, if not more than the original, or you know, one from the movie. Gotcha. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I'm just, I'm so nostalgic now for the uh, for the Mortal Kombat soundtracks. Like we, <laughs> I. I um, um, yeah, I'm just, it's actually the original motion picture soundtrack has got some great songs on it. Juke Joint and Jezebel by KMFDM. Oh, um, yeah. Ut- I mean, uh, the Utah Saints uh, version of Mortal Kombat is just fucking... You know what? Fuck it. Fuck Uh-oh. it. He's, he's got YouTube. Oh, no. He has the access. We haven't done it yet tonight. <laughs> Utah Saints. Yeah, buddy. Here we fucking go. <laughs> enough of that i love that oh my god jesse remind me at some point man we we eventually got to do just the whole run of mortal Kombat soundtracks movie soundtracks they're the best part of the movies i yeah yeah i mean again only part of the movie in, in annihilation oh dude i mean i've never i've still have yet to see annihilation that is oh you are missing out you are missing Something. <laughs> missing a movie. You're missing. Well, that's debatable. That. <laughs> I can remember going to the theaters and watching the first one, uh, and you know, me and my buddies were all sorts of stoked. Talked to our parents, and the I think our parents went with us. My stepdad definitely went with us, uh, and because my stepdad had given me all sorts of grief about collecting comic books and playing video games, but. He was right there with me when we went and saw Avengers. He was right there with me when we went and saw Mortal Kombat. Uh, and I, I don't know if he enjoyed the movies or not, but either way, um, uh, it, it was it, watching that movie was probably the first 
best video game movie that had ever come out. Uh, you know, prior to that, I don't think there was much that you could say video game wise that was worth a shit, really. <laughs> So uh, I love the first one. Now, as for the second one, I've heard it panned by so many people, you guys included, um, that it's, it's, I don't even want to watch it because it almost would sadden me if they did damage to the franchise. That sounds to me like you want to do a commentary. Oh, yeah. Does it really? <laughs> that, you, you're hearing things, sir. <laughs> I'll tell you, if we weren't... Um, you know what? If we I'll were, take you up on that. Uh, oh, I was no. going to say, Ronnie, if, uh, if if Sean bails out on me tomorrow for the on-trial for Tron, I say we do a commentary for Mortal Kombat, uh, either Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat 2. You guys oh, better no, hope. Annihilation. Okay, done. You, you better hope that Sean don't get a twitch. And <laughs> you spare our... Spare our... Uh, spare our listeners... <laughs> the horrendous. No, actually, what's what's good? I mean, me and Mark have definitely reviewed some crazy YouTube videos, or at least music videos, and that does often provide some great fodder for discussion. So it may work out if that's the case. Oh, listen, if I can, if I can, MST3K that sucker. I'm all about it. <laughs> now, is Annihilation is the second one, right? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. I mean, sure. okay. Let me put it this way. They couldn't get Christopher Lambert or however you Lambert. want to say his pretentious name. Um, <laughs> back or French for the second one. Pretentious or French, one or the other. Same thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that tells you something, uh, how bad it was. They couldn't get anybody, like, hardly back from the original. Um, I mean, they, they killed one of the coolest characters off in the, in the, in the first one. Um, you know. Mark, have you watched the web series? No. Oh, oh the web series is fantastic. Dude, it's yeah. Uh it is it is great. Me and Teasley actually did an episode by episode discussion on it uh, way back before well it was when he fell asleep on me on a podcast. And <laughs> which which time? <laughs> but it was it seriously was and the best one was the Raiden uh the Raiden story cuz it kind of delved into the story for just about each one of the characters then talked about how they came to, together and you know were fighting each other, uh, and the Raiden story I think was directed by somebody totally different because you could tell just the tonal shift in the way that that story was told. And they're only like twenty minute, aren't they, Ronnie? They're like ten or yeah. fifteen minute or something. It's very short stories. If you can find that on YouTube, I highly recommend it because it's it tells a great story. And I think they were supposed to do like a season season two here recently. Uh, so, so if you enjoy Mortal Kombat. You, you will like that. The guy who played Shang Tsung in the actual first movie came back for the web series uh, for, as Shang Tsung. So. All right. Anyway, we are burning out. the midnight oil here, folks. Uh, we got the last track of the night, and then we're going to do plugs and get out of here. We all got work in the morning. So uh, this is from Final Fantasy IX from the album Metal Combat for the Mortal Man by the band Power Glove. This is we. This is moons over Miami. No, um, this, this is <laughs> really. <laughs> this is rain, red wings, red red wings over Baron.
Okie dokie dokie. Uh, so I misspoke there. It's actually Final Fantasy IV, not nine. I misread my Roman numbers. All right, folks. Uh, this has been fun. This has been a nice little nostalgia trip. You know, talking about video games. Not something we necessarily do a whole lot of on the Metal Hammer of Doom, but it's video game week all week long, so why the fuck not? Uh, as for Power Glove, Power Glove's always a lot of fun. Not the first time we've done an entire instrumental, and, and it won't be the last. We got Galactic Empire coming up with their second LP uh, a little later this year, which we're going to do the week of Han Solo. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was fun to look at uh, some Power Glove, not a band we've covered before. And uh, hopefully, if they put ever finish putting out uh, a new album, we'll get to cover them again. All right, Ronnie. You got your second opportunity to be here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. Did you have fun tonight? Absolutely. All right. One word answer. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Uh, I'm done talking. What did you think of? <laughs> no. <laughs> what did um, you think of Power Glove? I've, I've, I've actually heard them before. And, and I do enjoy them. I mean, I had to think about it for a minute, um, but uh, but I've 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 actually been exposed to them before. Now that I think of it, and uh, and it brings, it, I mean, nostalgia is a wonderful thing. I am I'm a I'm a freak for it, um, and this they they are just absolutely fantastic. So yeah, wow. that's it. I'm done now. No, right. <laughs> he's done talking. You want me to step in here with my final thoughts real quick? I wish somebody would. We've all forgotten how to podcast this week. What, Daddy? I've forgotten how to podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, um, as far as, you know, uh, the Final Fantasy games I'm not I'm not familiar with. But the music makes me kind of want to go back and play them. Um, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's... This is definitely an amazing twist on these on these classics. Uh, so it, it's it, you kind of want this playing in the background if you go back and play them, uh, but but really honestly, nothing can beat those classic you know uh, MIDI files coming through your your uh, TV speaker that has a 17 inch screen, but it's uh, <laughs> uh, it's as big as a refrigerator. The rest of the cabinet, so you know you have to switch it to channel three to 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 play anything. Oh uh, yes. Right, well, I will tell you. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to bring me in here. I'll just tell you right now that uh, you know, for Power Glove's first outing, this is a fun, amazing album. I don't think you can do much better of a job bringing in nostalgia and video games and metal than with Power Glove. I think they are honestly one of the top. Uh, metal bands that cover video game songs that are out there uh, there's a, when I came across Saturday Morning Apocalypse on uh, Spotify it was rotating very frequently and this was when we would go down to walk and hit all the Pokestops in Marietta, Ohio our town's not that big but there, there was a Pokestop strip practically all the way down uh, all the way down Front Street here in Marietta and when I would do that Colton would be in the stroller. Caleb would be lo- walking along with me, and the wife would be 
playing on her phone. Kira would be begrudgingly embarrassed by her parents playing a mobile phone game, but she would be tagging along as well. And Power Glove Saturday Morning Apocalypse would be playing at some point during that trip. So these guys are fun to listen to. If you like metal, if you like video games, you're you're going to hit a sweet spot with Power Glove. So I'm glad we had the chance. I've never heard this album before. This is the first because you can't find it on Spotify. It's mm. on it's on YouTube, but it's not on Spotify. So I'm glad we got the chance to talk about it. And I think they they deserve a spot in uh, in this niche top spot. All right, next week on the Metal Hammer of Doom, as I said before, uh, is the new Camelot album comes out this Friday. Uh, the Shadow Theory. So we'll give that uh, we'll give that a listen. Um, Alongside of that, we've got uh, a little bit of wrestling for you. Source Material is going to have Ringside, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 5. And then uh, we're going to talk the WrestleMania weekend, the Hall of Fame, NXT, Nolans, and WrestleMania 34. The rechristening of Roman Reigns. You know, this is the fo- his fourth WrestleMania that he's headlined. Daniel Bryan um, ha- headlined WrestleMania 30. And then it was um, R- Roman Reigns and Brock. For 31, 32 was Triple H and Roman Reigns. 30 last year was Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. And then this year again is Roman Reigns, um, Brock 2. The, the fans obviously can't get enough of them. Can't mm. get. Do, 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 do. Just can't get enough Roman Reigns. Just can't get enough Roman Reigns. Um, I've had enough of Roman Reigns. But. Um, all right, Ronnie. Roman Reigns has had enough of Roman Reigns. <laughs> Ronnie, go ahead and do your plugs real quick. I have a show called the Screaming Boy Podcast. We are, um, we have, we do have shows. I promise. Um, <laughs> we record shows. I have problems with computer issues and things like that, but uh, they will be out uh, in the next couple of days where we did a lovely conversation about the rise and fall of Toys R Us. And um, I'll tell you what, it was it was a, a rousing uh, time, uh, a rousing conversation. It was a good conversation. It really was about, um, about uh, you know, one of our childhood uh, staples, you know, in, in, within the toy industry and everything else and how it's going out of business. And it's, it's, it's sad. But I mean, come on, um, it's it's going to happen uh, when you when you screw the pooch as much as they did. Um, <laughs> so um, that'll be out within the next couple of days um, as you're listening. If well, as of tonight, so it'll already be out by the time y'all listen to this. Um, get then that, get you, on that shit, Jesse Starcher. Yeah, sure. No, I'll, I'll take care of it. I got this. Okay. I got this. Okay. Ronnie Adams, have faith in him. Um, we are on any kind of social media that you want. Uh, on Facebook, just look up Screaming Boy Podcast. On uh, Instagram, is Screaming Boy Podcast, once again. And on Twitter, it's at Screaming Boy PR. Um, you're, we're, I'm going to head to Twin City Comic Con this Sunday. Uh, to check it out it is a one day con in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Um, so there should be some more pictures on on the old Instagram. Instagram. On the Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Don't start that shit now. <laughs> so uh, we got. So we'll have some good stuff 
uh, on there. And then uh, uh, the reason I mention these conventions so much is because it's becoming a part of uh, what I enjoy. I, I, I was not uh, able to go to them uh, in the last uh, job I, I was in, you know, I have a job other than podcasting. Um, but, uh, you know, cause I'm not very good at that one. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I'm able to go now and I, and I thoroughly legitimately enjoy these, these, these conventions and, um, and I love posting the pictures of them. I love, um, seeing the cosplay and, and, and I got to meet a few people at this last one and, and you'll see pictures of that on, on, on Instagram, you know, Kevin Eastman and Walt Simonson. It was it was a lot of fun. So uh, we got a few more coming up. Um, and then uh, we're going to be doing a show very soon on on vintage video games. And it'll feature Mark Radulich, Jesse <laughs> Starcher, uh, Adam Runyon. Uh, and then our last one was on Toys R Us featured Mark Radulich, Jesse Starcher, and Totally 80s Pat, Pat Mullen. And don't forget about the debate we're going to have about the, about the new Roseanne show. Listen, <laughs> Mark Radlitz putting you on the spot since 1998. <laughs> um, I will tell you this. Um, I mean, like I watched it, and it was okay. Um, it does not does not tickle my fancy like the old one does, though. So I'll leave it at that. Ronnie, yeah, that's that's me. Uh, that's I got my a, plugs. I got a question for you, Ronnie. Do you remember the guy's name? that could dial his head in the judgment on Gotham trade that we did where he would like turn his headbutt meter up. Do you remember what his name was? Oh. Remember he would like dial his, he would, he had a little dial on his head and he'd turn it all the way up to like, name. Yeah. Nah, I can't remember either. Anyway, somebody just shared a picture of that trade on, uh, on Facebook and I was going to comment on it. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I, as if you couldn't tell, I do a podcast on comics. It's called Source Material. We're up over 150 episodes. That's right. You can listen to a lot, a lot of content. If you like comic books, we've probably done a show on something you may be interested in. Uh, so check that out. You can go into the archives on Spreaker, uh, where our home is at. Uh, I think we have episodes still over on blogtalk.com. You can check it out over there if you want. Uh, we we are on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, on all that great stuff. So uh, the only thing I would have to say is just go give the Rattlich and Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. There's going to be something on there for you. If you don't like comics, that's fine. You may like metal. You would be listening to this podcast if you didn't. You may like MMA. Robert Winfrey's got that covered. All sorts of great content over there on that Facebook page and on our network. So check it out. Uh, last thing I'll leave you with is, ladies and gentlemen, I beg you, teach your children how to flush the damn <laughs> Or at least teach Jesse how to teach his kid to do that. <laughs> Shut up, Ronnie. All right. I got you. <laughs> got he. <laughs> All right, for the disapproving dad and his shitty kids, uh, Jesse Starcher. <laughs> for uh, for Ronnie Adams and his shitty dog, and for Mark Radledge and his shitty everything. This has been the Metal House, and for Robert Cooper who got off this shitty podcast before, uh, or it was too late to go have a shitty to go have a shitty mandate with some anime. Um, this has been the Metal Hammer of Doom. 
Uh, we thank you for joining us. Be well, be safe, and behave. Firefighter Raphael Poirier reminding you that every day a portion of every Firehouse Subs purchase goes towards helping first responders. Try the new pastrami Reuben, loaded with hot pastrami, sweet and tangy slaw, and melted Swiss. For a limited time, get a medium pastrami Reuben for just $6.39. Firehouse Subs, enjoy more subs, save more lives. Limited time offer at participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.